Welcome to the Going Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Zinn. I'm a mother, an author, and an entrepreneur who is committed to and curious about living a life that is always evolving. This is a lifestyle podcast covering health, both body and mind, self-care, why it is a necessity, and how tough it can be to master, entrepreneurship, its ups and downs, cultural disruption, and the topics we sometimes avoid, as well as love, sex, friendship, and more. This podcast is a place and a community for people who are willing to do the hard work of growth, who want the tools and inspiration to step into it, and who want to grow each and every day of their lives. I interview movement makers, leaders, survivors, writers, and founders. Their stories move me and will move you to cultivate more strength and clarity during every step of your day. Enjoy today's episode and thanks for spending time with me at this very special place in my life over here at the Going Beyond podcast. Hi guys, how are you? Randy here. I'm thrilled you're joining me for another episode of what I'm calling (laughs) the coronavirus pandemic mini series. But really what that is, is an opportunity for me to record extremely relevant conversations with individuals who can really, really offer you support, insight, inspiration, guidance, whatever you need during a very uncharted period of time, a very difficult period of time, potentially a very transformative period of time, but we can't do this alone. And so my commitment has been to pause on previously recorded episodes and introduce some new ones that really come from the moment. And it actually feels very satisfying and meaningful to bring that to you. So thank you for being here and thank you for taking time for yourself because listening means that's what you're doing. Okay. So before this, we've been talking about anxiety. We've been talking about fear of unknown. We've been talking about our kids and our mindset with schooling them at home. My gosh, we've been talking about trauma, all the stuff that's coming up. One thing that feels very relevant to many of us is what it means to be in social isolation in our home, potentially in much closer quarters with our life partner, husband, wife, the person that you share your life with and potentially maybe have children with, that person. And to really be rediscovering what it feels like to be on top of another human being doing all the things that you need to do for your life. And that means your work. That means your personal self-cultivation time, raising your kids, educating your kids, figuring out how to be you in the middle of a very unnormal time. And then, of course, figuring out how to connect And I'm not even going into the territory of what if your relationships started out not in the smoothest of spaces and now we're in this space. So there is a lot that comes up in the space of marriage, life partnership, and coexisting during this very unique period of time. It felt very relevant to get into this topic. I planned to get into this topic when, as luck would have it, I was contacted by someone who has made this kind of work her focus. Her name is Rachel Ballard. And through Rachel's authentic and inspiring marriage content, her supportive Facebook community, and a hilariously funny new podcast, How to Like Your Husband, Rachel cultivates authentic, heart-centered, and actionable strategies for women all over the world to start liking their husbands more because she knows that it isn't always easy. And I know that too. So her work will show you how to put in the hard work and why becoming more self-aware is the key to success. I agree with that. Rachel and her work shines a light on how you can generate loving energy in your partnership and rediscover the foundation of your marriage and move closer to designing a life and friendship that you really want. And hey, this is definitely the kind of inspiration and conversation that is needed right now when we are in a distressing period of time. So I'm very happy that Rachel reached out to me 
It feels right on time. So I'm welcoming Rachel to the Going Beyond podcast. Hi, Rachel. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I'm thrilled that you're here and it's nice to connect with another business owner, another mom out in the Midwest. You're in St. Louis. I am. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) So, okay, Rachel, I don't really know any better place to start than to just hear from your angle why this period of time can be feeling very stressful in the partnership marriage position right now. So I think part of the stress from what's going on right now is definitely can be attributed to a change in the routine. So everything, it looks different now, our roles, our division of labor, the amount of time that we have for each other, that all looks super different as we're all now expected to educate our kids differently, work from home, not go out, not interact socially with other people. And any change in routine can cause a lot of stress to a marriage, to a person, to your kids. You add to that, you know, if you do have children, you add their stress and how they're going to show that to you, whether it's by acting out or being, you know, acting crazy and, you know, really hyper from it, or whether it's being withdrawn. Both of you as parents are going to have to figure out how to navigate that as well. And then you add on to that whatever is going on for your family financially. This epidemic has struck a lot of families financially. The stress from that, the unsure nature of what's going on, and just the complete feeling of a loss of control. And, you know, you mix that up into a cocktail, and that's what you've given everybody is like a complete loss of control, a ton of stress, and unsure future. And I think that's a recipe for a lot of short tempers, a lot of snapping, a lot of withdrawing from our partner, a lot of just sucking it up and martyring through and wanting to make sure everybody's okay, but forgetting to take care of yourself. I mean, so many things. It can go so many different directions depending on how you handle stress in your life. Mm. Yes. I mean, so much of that resonates. And from conversations I'm having with friends and family, it's, yeah, there's a lot of extremes. There's those that are like fiery, fighting it out, battling it out. And then there's like more of that withdrawal. Like maybe it's something like the fight or flight or the freeze response or all the different ways that we handle high intensity periods of time. Our home can feel a little bit like a pressure cooker right now. It sounds kind of like what you're describing. Yes. I think the one thing that we all should be really, really thankful for at this moment is that spring is coming (laughs) to most areas and we can at least get outside a little bit. That's going to help. But yeah, we're just a complete shift in dynamic. Everything that you were doing before is not necessarily true now. So what was working for your relationship has been turned on its head. If things weren't working in your relationship and you were already in a place where you weren't communicating well, you weren't being vulnerable with each other, you weren't supporting each other. This is just, I mean, it's irons in the fire. Like you're going to struggle a lot and we need to be supporting our friends and lifting up the other women in our lives to just help them through and give them as much support as possible in this. Mm. Okay. So let's say someone is listening to this episode right now and they're like, yep, Rachel just described this cocktail of experience that I'm in right now. What? Start taking us through where to begin. Like, How do you take all of these moving pieces that are just so control-less and start to peel back the layers to get to some kind of place of working through something. Because what we're talking about here is very vast. Like we have human beings in partnerships and so many different ways that people could be experiencing this. But as wide as we can go, where would we begin? So I think I focus on three things when I'm coaching women and that is friendship respect and intimacy and finding small things you can do within each of those pillars, if you will, will help move you forward. And I think right now you need to look for the small things and address each one as it comes, you know, day by day, all of our days are kind of looking the same because I mean, we had a Friday, but 
Friday is not really any different than Saturday, except to maybe if you don't work for yourself, you don't have to log into work. I mean, besides that, but looking for small wins and being aware of them. So in order to see those small wins, you have to practice some gratitude. If you do not have a gratitude practice, now would be the perfect time to start one. And the reason that I recommend gratitude and starting your day with that, just like jotting down five things, 10 things that you can be grateful for that happened in the last 24 hours is because as you practice doing that, when you first start that first day, it might be hard. You know, you might go really big. You might say, I'm thankful for my house and I'm thankful, you know, I'm so grateful for my kids or whatever, but I'm going to encourage you to go super granular. Like I'm super, I'm so grateful for that giggle from bedtime last night, or I'm so grateful that I caught dinner right before it burned or, you know, whatever, like that you just find those little things and it'll be hard in the beginning. But as you do that, you'll find yourself looking for those things to write down the next day. And so you're going to be more aware of them. So, and I encourage you say, let's say 10 things. If you're going to write down 10 things every morning, I want you to make at least three or four of them to be specific to your partner. And if your relationship with your children is struggling right now, I want you to make three or four of them specific to your children or whichever child is, you know, causing the most strain at that time. And that way, you know, you are looking for the good in those people all the time because we are going to need that more than ever right now. Getting your routine set of whatever it's going to be in this time for yourself first and then, you know, going out from there, always, you know, putting on your own oxygen mask first. Figure out what your routine needs to be. What time do you need to get up to make that happen? What time, you know, are certain things going to happen throughout the day and make sure that you're communicating that to the other adult in your house and getting on the same page with that division of labor, that can be a huge help right now. So like everything right now is super tactical. Like this is, I'm not asking you to dig into talking about your husband about some past hurt from 10 years ago. Like now is not the time for that. Now is the time that we get super tactical on getting through this stronger or at least not taking steps backwards, right? So in order to do that, we need to set up the appropriate routines in our house to keep us from being short-tempered. I mean, frankly, when you have a routine, everybody's on the same page about it and everyone goes about their routine. Even when there are hiccups in it, you're less likely to snap, to yell, to shut down, to whatever you do because you know it's there to go back to. You know, it was just a little hiccup. We can move on. One thing I'm going to comment on, so I'm going to like, because your advice is so practical and tactical, I love it because you're right. It's exactly what we need right now. Just to reiterate some of the points you said, because I want to just sort of like crystallize and then like keep peeling back these layers. This is not the time to go back into your heavy duty shit that you've been carrying around. And like, you know, I would even say like my husband and I, like, We were having some, we hit our 10 years together in November and we've been really rethinking certain aspects of our relationship and what's working, what's not working. I can safely say that we are really putting some of those things on the shelf right now. What we're doing is we're actively partnering and we're doing what we know how to do well. And I agree with you totally that this is the time to connect in the best ways that you and your partner know how. Like we all have our challenges and our stuff. We also have our good qualities as a partnership. And this is the time to lean into those things. Yeah. And so I love that advice. I agree. So just to go back, you're saying practice very active granular gratitude because it kind of opens your eyeballs to it. You start to see it more actively. Absolutely. You so will I see love it that. all around you. Yes. And, and to speak to what you just said, you know, one of the things I wanted to change about my life years ago when I wanted to create the marriage that I have now is that I felt like we had become really great logistical partners. We got all the humans, all the places, all the time. They were fed most of the time, you know, all that. We were really good business partners. We did that super well. It was like the actual married, like, hey, you have a relationship outside of that that was struggling. 
And so I wanted to shift that. Right now, we're leaning so hard into that logistical partnership and that business partnership to just keep everything running and functioning that it's been a shift for us, yeah. but it, it's going to help get us through this because we're depending on those habits. Yes. I want to come back to that because there's something coming up for me. Okay. So gratitude. The mm-hmm. second thing that you said that was really, really important and really, really powerful was, what was it again? Sticking with your routine. Sticking with your routine. Your routine. Yep. Yes. Thank you. So huge. And the thing that I want to say about that is that I think as the female end of the partnership, we do tend to be like, okay, you know, we're going to manage the cooking and manage the house. And we hope that our partner is also weighing in there and participating. We all need to participate right now. But I think what can often happen is, as you said, you said the oxygen mask thing. This is literally the moment that we often forget that stuff. And it's so much about the kids and the business and the work and the stuff that we don't fuel ourselves. We don't pick those one or two things that are critical for our sanity. And then we start to buckle down. I mean, buckle down, like fall apart. And, you know, I'll use myself. I must move every day. I must. And I must have a little bit of outdoor fresh air to just feel like I can think. And I must talk to my friends a little bit here and there. If I don't connect with them somehow, I feel void. And so I have to figure out how to make those things a priority or else I'm not going to be able to hold it together. So I love that you're really impressing upon ourselves to just really own that part. Yeah, I think that really what can happen right now is that so many of us were already, like we were already so freaking tired from holding all the humans together and like keeping everything moving. And we hadn't asked for the help that we really needed. We hadn't gotten ourselves into those good routines. We hadn't found that time for ourselves. Like some of us, that's where we were, right? And now, you think there's no way I can find it now because they are literally here all of the time and it has never been more important. And I think my goal, like when I talk to my girlfriends right now, when we have our Zoom happy hour on Fridays, like I want to come out of this with something other than a huge Amazon bill. Like I want to come out of this like having grown in some way. And I was pretty happy with who I was before, but there's always room for improvement, right? So this is the time. If you've been saying to yourself, you know, I hear about these women that exercise every day or they get outside every day or meditate or have this routine or that. And something about that is like a thing that you say you want to do, but you've just always put off. Now would be the time, sister, because there's never been a more important time to just give yourself a minute. Today, I got in my car and drove around listening to my audiobook for an hour, like just driving around. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. I just gave myself a mental break. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm completely okay with every single part of it because I know that I'm going to show up better for every human in my house today. Yeah. I really love that. I'm going to reiterate that. And then I'm going to come back to where you were going before. On one hand, I put like, I'm definitely a doer and a little bit of a person that puts pressure on myself. Yeah. And there's like this feeling of, oh, I should be like putting together my next great plan or my next great release to the world. And so I think on one hand, there's this ease we have to give ourselves because we're all under so much stress. At the same time, I think that this pause that's happening is is in so many more personal ways, which I think will trickle out to something more planetary, a gift. Because the outside world is shutting down in so many ways, we actually have the opportunity to tune in to the more subtle experiences. And whether that's the power of a five-minute meditation or the gift of a walk in nature. I mean, these are the things that when we're so busy, you know, and like people say, you know, how are you? And the first thing you say is stressed and busy. 
Yeah. What is that? I mean, that's the life we've been living. Yeah. Well, that's a choice people make to lead a life that makes them stressed and busy. And we do that to ourselves as women regularly. And it's like a badge of honor. Like you have your busy tag on. And so everybody knows how busy you are. I think I think a lot of us are probably feeling a lot of pressure with what's going on right now too, because I mean, if you're on Facebook right now, like you're hearing all these people that are either like, oh, I'm, you know, I got this organized, I got this house project done and I did this and I did this and look at this beautiful craft project I did with my kids and all this stuff. And it's like, sister, I have never had less time in my life. I mean, we homeschooled before this happened and we have taken off school for the past two weeks because the stress in our house from owning our own businesses and having unsure financial future with what's going on. Like I cannot educate my kids from a place of stress. I can't educate my kids the way that I want to without the library, without the park, without the co-op, without the piano lessons, like without the things that we do that supplement their education. So like literally what we're doing right now is reading a lot of books and playing some games and I'm okay with that. And I feel like, Everybody should just be okay with that. If you haven't done a Pinterest project while you're on a stay-home order, I'm with you and you can join my club. You can still be a member like without it, right? We need to just give ourselves some grace. When I'm saying like I want to come out of this with something, I'm not coming out of it with a more organized closet. I'm not coming out of it with, you know, some house project done because frankly, I'm not willing to go into a hardware store right now. But like what I do want to come out of it with is my routine and my habits and the way that I treat myself to be even stronger and better than it's ever been. Because for a lot of us, this is like the first hard thing, right? Like... Some of us haven't had to deal yet with grief or with financial insecurity or, you know, depending on your age, like, well, first of all, nothing like this has ever happened to anyone alive that I can think of. But for a lot of us, depending on the age, like this might be the first really hard thing your relationship has to go through also. And now's the time to figure out how you're going to weather the sickness and health for, you know, better for like, how's it going to go? Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that's a perfect segue back to somewhere where you were just going, which I think is really powerful, which is you use the example of your relationship where you said, okay, there's the partnership, like the raising Mm -hmm. of the little humans. There's the business Mm -hmm. partnership. And then there's that je ne sais quoi, (laughs) the connection, the intimacy, that Thing, that spark that keeps you connected. Yes. I really, when you said that, I was like, ding, 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 ding. I really relate to that. My partner and I, we have a really strong, powerful, uniting front when it comes to our families, our work. Like we're very intellectually connected. And the thing that we continue to navigate as a couple is how we connect. And that can show up in the emotional space, in the those subtle like readings of each other, how we even find our moments for intimacy. It's the stuff that can't be said. It's the stuff that's felt. And this is a time where as I see it, I want you to go deeper into this. I see it as the partnership part is incredibly important right now because it is sort of that survival stuff going on. It's like, how are we raising the kids? How are we keeping our home together? How are we making sure that we can afford A, B, C, and D? So super important. Lean into what's strong. The connection part, like there's a part of me that says there is a real potential to appreciate one another from a totally different space if we can all slow down and begin to connect from a new space, a new understanding. Mm -hmm. But then there's this other part of me that says, you know what, friends, it's okay if it's hard right now. Absolutely. I think one of the things that you can look forward to coming out of this with, if, like I was just saying, if you have not dealt with hard times before, my husband and I have been through hard already with grief and with medical diagnosis and stuff like that. So we know that we can do this together. Like we have that confidence, but you know, there's a lot of couples that 
haven't figured that out yet. And you're going to come out the other side of this knowing and having that confidence in your relationship. So you can look forward to that. You know, you can, assuming that you do it, you know, assuming that you make it. And I think you can. I think, you know, these subtle things that you're mentioning, it's important to the look and the little facial expressions and different things. I think right now we need to be very graceful with each other and just remind ourselves regularly that it probably has nothing to do with you. Like from a male-female dynamic that we have in our house, you know, it's very important to my husband to provide for and protect our family. Now, he does that from a place of knowing that I am perfectly capable of taking care of myself and that if need be, that that's what we will do and that's fine. So it's, he doesn't come from that disrespectfully, but it's important to him that we all feel safe. It's important to him that we all feel taken care of. And right now things are so unsure with our business and with the country and just with everything that, you know, that's shaking his resolve in making sure that that happens for our family. It leaves a lot of insecurity for men that feel that way that have been furloughed or, you know, laid off altogether or own their own businesses that are shut down right now. Like we really need to think through the space that they are coming to us from a place of a lot of insecurity right now too. And we need to be graceful with them during that time. I'm not telling you to, you know, let them beat up on you verbally. I'm just saying like, if their first reaction is to snap and you can give them a second to like, okay, that's probably not where I should have started, right? And like, if you can give them a moment and talk through that with them, everybody is going to be better off in the end. Is it like when you're using this term grace, and I love that word, like to you, is that something like a little bit of the pause, a little bit of like, let me get out of my own mental dialogue, thinking that this is all about me and have a little bit of compassion? Right. And let them, let it be all about them for a minute. You know, let them just get it out and not get mad back, not assume that they're directing it at you. Like recognize that this is probably about insecurity. This is probably about the loss of control that we are all feeling. And if we can just give each other some room, some wiggle room with that, you know, I always tell my kids about lying in particular, but you know, I'll say if the first thing out of your mouth is a lie and the second thing out of your mouth is, I don't know why I said that, then you're not in trouble. Like then we can move on. You know, we can talk about what just happened because protecting yourself is generally a gut reaction, right? It just happens. And sometimes protecting yourself when you're little looks like lying or frankly, even when you're an adult, it looks like lying, right? So if I can give them a minute of grace to then come back with, and so then my husband, you know, I give him the same thing. And so a lot of times he'll just be like, oh, and you know, all this happened and I can't even believe it, you know, and then an Amazon box shows up, like we can't afford an Amazon box to show up or whatever. And then, you know, he comes back with, I don't really know why, I don't know what just happened there, but I don't really care about that Amazon box. I know he doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just need to give them a minute to have their moment too. We've been dealing with the toddlers having their moment, the teenagers that aren't allowed to go see their friends, us who would just like to have our roots done. And like, you know, I would really like my beauty shop to be open. All the things, like let them have it just like the rest of us are. Have their moment. It's so interesting too. I mean, every couple has their dynamics, but you know, we live in New York, New York City. Both my husband and I were busy. We're out there. We're doing things. Like, there's definitely something where he and I, I think, take pride in each other's go-getter energy, and that shows in like the spirit of our schedule and even like how we dress and how we like you know put ourselves together and then go out and it's this feeling of like my person, my partner is doing something in the world that's attractive. Attractive, yeah. You know? And right now it looks really different. Like we're both yeah. working, like he's nonstop. I know I'm here on a was this a Saturday afternoon we're recording this and like yeah. and I'm sitting here, you know, trying to record podcasts because it matters and it's my work. But it's like we're in our sweats. 
24 seven. And the one thing, you know, that I can say, it's not that I think we're finding one another unattractive, but what I am saying is that some of the things that you can deem as attractive before are kind of not in place in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something to be said too, for the whole absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know, one of the things that I talk about quite a bit is that we are so connected to our partners with technology that we have nothing to say when they get home. Like if the kid does something cute, you call or you text a picture. If, you know, the pest control guy tells you X, Y, Z about some issue that you're having, you like call or you text or you say, hey, this is what they are saying. You know, what do you think we ought to do? And you have the conversation right then, right? We spend all day talking to our partner and then they get home and we're all sitting at dinner and we're like, well, we have nothing to talk about. Like we've already talked about our whole day. Like, oh, what happened to you today? Well, you already know, right? Oh, it's interesting. That's not my experience at all, but that's okay. No, No, not at all. So I think for us, like in my family, so, you know, we homeschool also. So it's like literally the kids, like I know all the things about the kids day and, you know, I've already told my husband a lot about it and whatever. So I don't mean we have like nothing to talk about because we do have our interests outside of like the day to day, but we stay so connected that it can feel like we never have that absence, you know, that reason why we miss them can get really lost. Mm -hmm. And I think right now that that is like, this is prime time for that, where we just, we kind of even want to miss them a little bit. We just need some space and we want to remember like, oh, okay. When you come back in the door, my stomach does that thing. Oh yeah. I remember that thing. Okay. But I haven't had that thing in two weeks because you've been here the whole time. (laughs) And yeah, it can get a little complicated. (laughs) It can, but I think that goes back to one of your earlier points, which is this is why claiming your space is so incredibly important and why shutting the door or going for that drive. Yes. Doing the meditation, listening to your audio book. For me, it's like taking my workout, like whatever it is. Yeah. Take your space because you will come back and somehow how you see each other will shift, even if it's tiny, you know, there's something. There's something. Yeah. And I think trying to have that same like routine for when you get back together can be really helpful right now too. You know, when my husband walks in the door at the end of the day, if I'm home, you know, we come together in that moment, you know, we touch in some way, he gives me a kiss. We have, you know, a quick conversation about what's, you know, who's making dinner, you know, we kind of connect and the kids even know like they have to give us a minute to get back to who we are outside of business that it's time to make that shift and we're trying to still actively do that right now where we make that shift at the end of the day even though yes it doesn't necessarily involve cars you know but there's that little mental shift and touching and just being back to being like Mike and Rachel that like to hang out together as opposed to like Mike and Rachel that are working together all day. That's really powerful. I like that. It's like there has to be something that shifts. And I think that's a powerful point for all listeners. However you can punctuate moments right now, that's important. You know, whether it's like I wake up, I have my morning ritual and then I'm going, even if we're putting on comfortable clothes, like go shower and get dressed and put on your clothes. And like, I had a few days where I put absolutely no makeup involved. And it was like, on one hand, I was like, Ooh, I'm getting back to nature. But then I was like, I'm feeling like a little schleppy and it's affecting my mindset. And so I'm not like full on like face makeup, but you know, just like a little bit, a little concealer, a little mascara, a little lip gloss, it helps. And so back to the punctuation point, there are these choices we can make. And definitely with our partner, I think for me, I look for those moments where even if we're just watching TV together, but it's like a moment to just snuggle for a second or, you know, it's the hugging before bed. Like it's just those little things that bring you in. But I also, I want to come back because I really think this is a big thing. I really think intimacy is a, can be a struggle right now because 
I mean, for sure, there's some people that maybe intimacy is like a stress reliever, but I think more often than not, you'll hear people say like when stress is like this, it's difficult to connect. And yet it's a way that we feel connection and feel anchored in our relationship. So I feel like maybe some people would appreciate hearing a little bit of your take on that. Yeah, I think that connecting intimately right now, just like everything else I've said, it's so important to find that time for each other to make sure that no matter what your day looks like, that you can find 10 minutes, you can find 20 minutes to give your partner some affection, some connection, to interact in a way that is not the same way that you've been interacting with kids or coworkers via Zoom or any of this. That's just a completely different way. And that's just gets you back to you guys as a couple who has each other's back and who knows all of the things and who likes each other and wants to hold each other and support each other through this. I personally think there's no better stress reliever right now. And so even if you don't feel like it, you know, if you just, oh, I'm tired, we're all tired. Like there's a lot of people in our house. It's exhausting, right? And just keeping everybody balanced is mentally exhausting. But how often do you get things started? Does the foreplay happen that you aren't like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember why I like this. Like, this is a thing I want to do. This is, I'm going to feel so much better when we're done with this. You know, like I'm going to be in a happier place. And so I think that you just need to be more open-minded to not feeling like I've been with people all day and look at it like I'm going to get a release out of this and I'm going to feel connection and also I know he's going to be less stressed tomorrow because he's had this as well. You know, it's like there's that you're doing it because you love your partner and you want to let him have a, a more stress-free day the next day, but also you're doing it because you love yourself and you know that chemically in your body, like this is going to make things easier later. This is going to make your day better if you can just find the time for it and be open to doing it. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. And again, let's say that we're mm -hmm. part of a dynamic that that just doesn't feel possible right now. Yeah. But you're in it. Like, how would we explain that to ourselves in this moment? So, yeah. So I think intimacy, it doesn't just have to mean sex right now, right? There's a lot of ways that we can be intimate with each other. And I think that depending on what your relationship looked like before. I mean, if you came into this only having sex once a month, I'm not telling you like that now that we're in stay home, you should be having it, you know, twice a day. I'm not saying that at all. Like stick to your same schedule, but find a different way to be intimate right now. Find a way that just can look like just having your hands on each other while you're talking. I mean, intimacy for some couples can be as simple as sitting next to each other on the couch legs pressed together, having your hand on his shoulder or running your fingers through hair, something, you know, as simple as that can feel like a connection, just feeling someone breathe against you. I think there's a lot of options here. I think you need to say what you need in that moment. If you're in a place in your relationship that you can, sometimes I just have to say to Mike, like, I just like, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever said this out loud on a podcast episode before, but Do it. like Do sometimes it. <laughs> I need to smell him. Like he has a very, you know, he yeah. works in trees for a living. And so he has a very distinct smell and I love his smell. Like it just, Ooh. when I lay against his shoulder at the end of the day, when he gets home, I just feel all the stress. Like just if they could make it a candle, I would buy all of them and not share them with anyone else because they'd probably want my husband to go with it. Like that's how I feel about that smell. It's like super, super important to me, right? And so sometimes like he knows like that I just need to get by him and have like, I think the pheromones and those yeah. things and to just feel content and feel safe. And it's very intimate to me to be that close and just like breathe him in is a form of intimacy in our relationship. Every couple has those things that are really intimate to them that, you know, if it's a foot rub or if you always, you know, stroke his cheek along his beard line or there's something that happens in that 
one little motion that makes you feel just complete release and comfort. And those are the things you need to be doing as often as possible right now and making sure you make time for. Absolutely. I love that. And I think no matter the configuration of our relationships, male, male, female, female, we can all relate to that. Like there's those things, there's those connections that bring us into a more anchored, peaceful, connected state. And I agree that if you can define those and hold on to those, it doesn't have to equal intercourse. (laughs) No, it doesn't. And it's a really good time if you've never communicated that to your partner, like what a great time to do it to just say, man, when you tuck my hair behind my ear like that, I just feel such immense love every time you do that. And man, sometimes I just need you to do that. And then you can have a conversation about it and be able to ask for it. I mean, Mike and I have been together 14 years, I think. And uh, like, I think it was probably 11-ish years into it before I said, I love the way you smell. Like, I just need that to make my day feel less stressful. At the end of the day, that's what I need to make that shift from homeschool, from educator, from business partner, from, you know, just mom to teenagers. Holy crap. Like, that's that's a role all in itself. Like, I need to make that shift into your partner, into the person that's going to get through the evening with you and enjoy your company. Like that's what I need in order to make that happen. So if you've never communicated that, like it's a great time to do that. Totally. You know, I'm going to piggyback off what you said because you're making such great points about deliberately expressing that which is true for your relationship and what your needs are. I happen to have a dynamic in my relationship where I'm a super community. I could talk all day long. Hi, I have a podcast right. to talk. <laughs> and while my partner is incredibly communicative when it's the time for that, he's also a very quiet person. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've had to come to peace with in our relationship that he's super comfortable being in the midst of our home, like doing his thing, whatever, and just being quiet. And in the beginning, I was like, why are we so quiet? Like as if something was wrong there. Yes. And now I even sometimes fall into the traps of sometimes thinking that something's wrong or he's angry at me or something's bothering him, even that's not related to me. And it's like, I'm always thinking, do you want to talk or feeling like I need to talk? The other thing I think that can be very powerful about this period and why I think it's really important to give voice to a lot of different variety here is because we're all different. We have different dynamics in our relationships. This can also be a beautiful time to be comfortable with more quiet because when we're on top of each other and we're doing all the things in our home, we also need a freaking break. And if we're always talking it can be really overwhelming. And if the whole day of making sure everyone, like the young people are okay and our work is okay, if at that eight o'clock period, which is literally, I think my favorite time of day now. Oh my God. Bedtime. Just working to bedtime. (laughs) Oh my God. When it's like that period. And actually, interestingly, I think I've been staying up later during this whole thing because suddenly I'm like, oh my God, like I can not only work if I need to, but in peace, Mm -hmm. I can move, I can speak to friends, I can do the things I can talk to my husband, I can do whatever, but it's for me, finally. So I'm like up later. But I think I've also seen that that's the time of day where, you know, he'll be like, okay, I'm going to go downstairs and work out for a while. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to talk to my best friend and I'm going to, like, okay, babe, see you in a little bit. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Like I'm learning how not to read into that need for separateness in the space as indicative of a problem. Right. Yeah. I think that is a very common issue. I've dealt with that in my own life. And I hear that in probably 80% of the women that I coach have the same thing where they'll say, but you know, it feels like he's mad at me. Well, did he tell you he's mad at you? Like, did you do something? Like, did you actually do something that he should be mad at you for? You know, like it, 
Is he just enjoying time in his own head? And I think if you have a partner that's quiet, I have one of those as well. It can be really shocking to those of us who don't always necessarily want to just be with ourselves. <laughs> like we're like, but why wouldn't you want to talk right now? Like, right, yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's hard if you don't understand that, but it's a good time to just watch it and enjoy, watch how much you enjoy the quiet right now when there's less of it. I'd also just want to check if you mind if I bring my eight-year-old in here for you to tell her that we don't need to talk all the oh my time. God. So no, that's not, now's not the time. But then we'd have to bring my eight-year-old in and we would have to listen to his incessant noise making that actually makes me want to, um, I don't know, do something really extreme sometimes. Yeah. Like <laughs> I cannot have you describe your Lego creation to me one more time. I know. It's a lot. It's really a lot. <laughs> Off topic. Off topic, but somehow related to the madness. So I just want to bring up too, because I think the majority of the nature of this conversation, which has been so powerful because it's very, very tactical. It's very yeah. clear. I think it's a lot of things that those of us who are under one roof with the person that we life partner with can really relate to right now. So I'm really glad we got into it. I'm also just so keenly aware that in so many ways, it is a privilege of our relationship dynamics to even be able to explore these things, these topics like, how am I feeling valued? How am I feeling heard? How am I connecting intimately? When there are likely many, many people who are in really negative slash unsafe relationships that are now forced under a roof in some very, very bad dynamics. And the idea of that, it makes my chest hurt. So what do we do with that? If like someone's listening and I don't know, maybe someone listening to this would put themselves in that scenario right now. I don't know that what we would do right now and what we would do six weeks ago is any different. We would suggest that you not be in a situation where you feel unsafe. Like love shouldn't feel unsafe. It doesn't. Love does not feel unsafe. Marriage does not feel unsafe, a partnership. You know, the things that I'm reading about the increase in domestic abuse, child abuse right now is just, it just rips my heart out. I just don't even know how to speak to that except to say like, that's not okay. And if you get nothing else out of this conversation, I would just say, you have to remove yourself from that situation. And I don't know the right way to tell somebody to do that. Each state has their own programs and availability for that stuff. But man, it's only going to get worse right now, right? Like you being home in an unsafe situation when nobody can go anywhere, that's not a situation that's going to get better. So if you feel unsafe now, you should probably move forward with changing that really quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would imagine to reach out to, as you're saying, statewide resources to get yeah. advice on how to handle something where, you know, maybe you don't know where else to go, or maybe this is the time to find a relative or a friend to go Absolutely. be with to make sure that you're not in some kind of trapped, unsafe Situation. scenario. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Such a stressful period. And I think like getting back, maybe concluding with where you began, which is that even if things feel challenging right now, like to conclude the conversation with the fact that there are people that do feel unsafe, that do feel that they can't just at least be relaxed and at peace with who they are with the person they're in their home with, then we have to look at our own partnership and say, well, I'm grateful for what I do have. Yeah. And I'm grateful for whatever the things are working right now. And even if there's things that are not working, that at least we have a voice to start expressing those needs within reason and to realize that in a time of stress, we can't necessarily fix all of our psychological baggage and all of our history. Look at what we can work on now for a more peaceful experience. Absolutely. Just focus on the smallest things that you can get control of right now and work through those and just keep moving forward. 
Rachel, this has been such a joy. And I just like, I think my favorite conversations are the ones where it's like, I feel like my listeners are going to have some real tangible direction. It's a beautiful thing. Right. Well, I'm happy to do it. So thank you. Of course. Thank you for finding me. Tell everyone where they can follow you and continue to be part of your work. Sure. So my website and Instagram handle is Mrs. Rachel Ballard. And I have a podcast, How to Like Your Husband, that you can listen to anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts. And then I have a super active Facebook group as well that you can find through the website. That's a lot of women that are just trying to create the best marriage that they can and better themselves. And they're super supportive and super honest with you. So it's a really great place to be. And here's some tips and tricks and devil's advocate sometimes. And honesty if you're being a little ridiculous sometimes and that's okay too. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of interesting conversation in there right now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's super thrilled to be stuck at home. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a good place to be. It's a good place for support. We've had a lot going on activity wise in there the past couple of weeks, just supporting each other. So it's good. Awesome. Thank you again, Rachel, for sharing your insights and giving us something to really hold on to as we navigate this time with our loved ones. Thank you, Randy. And to those of you who listened today, thank you for being with me and do share this episode with your friends and family who might need support in their most intimate relationships right now. These are the things that can give us more stress during a stressful time. And and if this conversation gives any ease, then I've done my part. So until next time, take care of you. Bye. 